Okay, welcome everybody. This is Mary Craig Ministries and Craig House Christian Fellowship. We are in a series, Truth for All Time. Our message today is On the Road to Glory. I am Dr. Mary Craig. It is August 27, 2023. And now we want to pray. Stephen Craig is going to pray. Open us in prayer. Holy Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, whose we are and whom we serve. We thank you for the body and blood blood sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. We thank you for his life of radical obedience, perfect, personal, perpetual obedience, even to death on the cross. We thank you that he fulfilled all righteousness, even to dying to pay the penalty for sin, redeeming those for whom he died by his blood, the sacrifice of himself. We thank you he brought the reconciliation that overcomes alienation from you, that by this reconciliation we can know you as Father. We thank you that Jesus bore your wrath, bore the curse, bore the sin, and bore the glory. Jesus destroyed the works of darkness, defeating Satan and his kingdom publicly. We thank you, Lord God, for those in Christ were chosen before the foundation of the world, and we are accepted in the Beloved. We thank you that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again from the dead, out from among the dead, and ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Almighty. Jesus Christ is King of kings, Lord of lords, God the Son, Son of God, ruler over the kings of this earth and coming again in power and great glory. We thank you for the sending of the Holy Spirit and we ask that the Holy Spirit come as the Spirit of truth, guiding us into the truth, that he come as the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, revealing Jesus Christ to us and granting us wisdom for the days in which we live. We ask that the Holy Spirit open our eyes to comprehend understand and perceive what you have for us today. Open the eyes of our minds and open the eyes of our hearts to receive. Honor our desire to glorify you. We come before you in humility, on bended knee, with our heads bowed. We pray that we be renewed in the spirit of our minds and put on the new man, which was created according to you, God, in true righteousness and holiness, that you would sanctify us by your word and by your Holy Spirit that we may open our mouths boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, compassion, and grace, that we might love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So when you're in the ministry, you feel the pulse of the people, what they're going through. Right now, many are suffering. It's not all physical suffering. Some of it is emotional, some mental, some financial, some spiritual. But people are in pain right now, praying but in pain. I don't need to spell it out for you. You hear it, read it, and experience it. But now more than before, you and me too are holding on to the Word of God 
or for your very life. That's good. We find comfort in the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is the paraclete, the one who comes alongside while we're going through fires or floods, Isaiah 43, or adversity. He is there to comfort us in all of our tribulations. There is a purpose to what we're going through. What happens is just so tailor-made just for us. Second Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Blessed be God. Even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Second Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. Paul goes on to say that as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds by Christ. God provides what we need to handle our days. And whether we are afflicted or whether we are comforted, Paul says it is for the consolation and salvation of others. We are enduring together in the sufferings we suffer. We are to strengthen one another, bear one another's burdens, stir one another up to love and good works and fellowship with one another. First Corinthians 1, verse 7. As you are partakers of the sufferings, so shall you be also of the consolation. Paul despaired even of life. He was so pressed by trouble in Asia. He was pressed out of measure. That's Bible talk. For being in the crucible of the cross, being crushed like spices, while God makes of you a sweet-smelling fragrance before him. That is Gethsemane, the place of the olive press. That's the pressure cooker. The purpose we find in Corinthians 1, 9, and 10. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises the dead. Who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us? And how do we help each other most? First Corinthians one eleven. You also helping together by prayer for us that 
for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons. Thanks may be given by many on our behalf. We have seen and continue to see this. People are helping people, seeing a need and helping to meet it. People pray for one another, sympathize, empathize, and get active. For 20 years, MCM, the Barnabas Project, has reached needy families and forgotten people in South Florida, providing encouragement and hope. Today, a Barnabas Project How-To Guide is available in the free book section of www.marycraig.org. MCM Giving extends to ministries, helping the homeless, helping veterinarian missionaries with general animal health training, helping those in persecution, and a whole lot more. People bringing people to find help and hope in Jesus Christ. That's what we want to be doing. It's a hard thing to deal with suffering and to gain a right perspective on it. Paul suffered the loss of all things he formerly counted as, let's just say, really something valuable for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, his Lord. Jesus was his Lord, meaning that Jesus held Paul's destiny, his life, in his hands. Paul's destiny and life were in the hands of his Lord, Jesus Christ. Paul submitted to Jesus as Lord. He wanted to, and this is from Philippians 3, 9-11, he wanted to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ the righteousness which is of God by faith, that it may, that I may know him, Paul says, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. <clears throat> There is something more out there. Paul reached for it. The prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul exhorted, exhorted us to grow up, to be mature in our thinking, to have God reveal to us this mindset toward the days of our lives. And then there is this. It pleased God to bruise his son, the Messiah. Isaiah 53. Check into what God revealed through Isaiah, the prophet. 
And this is verse from Isaiah 53, verses 5 through 11. I'm going to have Stephen Craig read this. So I just hang in there. Isaiah 53, 5 through 11. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteousness uh, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities isaiah 53:5 to 11 jesus endured the cross Despising its shame, he endured his sufferings. This one who had no sin, who is the beloved of the Father, came from heaven to earth to do something astounding, suffer. He is the Lord of suffering. He died paying the penalty for the debt note of sin taking the wrath of the holy for all that is unholy. He made peace through the blood of the cross. He redeemed believers from the curse of the law. He defeated Satan in his own territory. Jesus defeated Satan in the devil's territory. And... As an aside, I I read an, uh, something written by Athanasius. It's really old. I mean, we're we're going all the way back to the very early, early, early years. And um, it was said of Athanasius 
It was Athanasius against the world. Okay. And, um, and I'm reading what he wrote. He had this remarkable, um, thing that he talked about, and that was Jesus defeating Satan in Satan's territory. The, the devil is the prince of power of the air. But as soon as Jesus' feet lifted off the ground on that cross, he was in the devil's territory. And it was there that he defeated Satan. And Athanasius proved this point. Okay, so take that. All right. And now I want to talk about something here. So the guys on the road to Emmaus, they were very down in the dumps. Their hopes to death, their emotions rampant with thoughts that the one in whom they trusted had failed them. Now let's not be too harsh on some of the people that are uh, struggling with their faith and, and it's recorded in the Bible because uh, in our Christian lives, we may be at that point. Some people are at that point now. <clears throat> they usually want to know why, why, why. That's not a good, a good question. Really. It's better to ask the questions, who, what, where, and when, and what. Yeah, who, what, where, and when. Those types of questions will get you better results. All right. But they really thought and felt that that the one in whom they trusted had failed them. And here's what Luke twenty four twenty one says. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. So, see, it's like, well, wait a minute. We we thought we were going to be redeemed. But they had earthly things in mind. And it was the third day. So what's going on? But the risen Christ responded, Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not ne- necessary for Christ to have suffered these things <clears throat> and to enter into his glory? The path to glory does not bypass the cross and suffering. 
suffering is right there on the path to glory. First Peter chapter 1. The glory follows the sufferings of Christ. So we are to gird up our minds and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. See, back when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, that's what, that's what, um, Satan tempted Jesus with. Oh, look, I'm going to give you all this stuff which wasn't really his to give. And uh, ultimately, um, if you just, you know, do this, make a big, make a big scene and basically bypass the cross, you shouldn't have to suffer and just bypass the cross. Why should you suffer? You're the creator of the universe. But no, and Jesus did not fall for it. (laughs) Okay, so look, in the Christian life, we travel through levels of understanding and relationship with the Father. First, our sins are imputed to Christ. And his righteousness, Jesus' righteousness, is imputed to us. That's imputation. Then, after being defined, holy, blameless, and without reproach, a definitive sanctification, we start the process of becoming what God has declared us to be. God begins to impart Holiness to us. Impartation. Then, we start to imitate Christ, to follow him. It's called imitation. Then, we begin to identify with him, with what he experienced through his life, with what And who he is. That's identification. We start to identify. That's a, that is the point where instead of thinking of ourselves, we're, we're so self-centered. Instead of thinking about ourselves, we start thinking about what was Jesus thinking and doing and saying as he experienced this or that. What was in in his mind? What was on his heart? What was he what was he thinking? And we start to identify with uh, with Jesus. And when we do that we're moving away from our self centeredness and Self this and self that. And uh, it's a good thing. And think about it. Think about that. Think about how rejected Jesus is. Especially now. I mean, oh my goodness. 
Talk about a cancel culture. So many people will love to cancel Jesus Christ out. All they can do is use his name as a curse word. Jim and I used to talk to some folks and young people, and they didn't even know that Jesus Christ, they knew nothing about Jesus Christ. They just thought they those were curse words because that's what they heard out of the mouths of their parents. And they had no idea that this was the name of a person talked about in a Bible or anything. And so you just don't know people, where people are. We cannot assume. So, identification. Finally, as Jesus was God in the flesh, a divine person with a divine nature who took on a human nature and a human body, we partake. Now, I have to say this. We never become God or a God. But we, the Bible does talk about us partaking of the divine nature as human beings. We partake. We participate. And um, that's kind of like when uh, the Bible talks about and Jesus talks about, like, be merciful as God is merciful. We're called to be merciful, to be gracious, to express loving kindness, to be gentle, the fruit of the Spirit, to um, love with the love that can only come from God as He loves us. So, so we learn to love, and it's really by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that is called incarnation. But what does it mean when they talk about it? Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Simply put, the one true and living God has a plan of redemption. Everything he does has a purpose. Jesus' life, death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven is fulfilling prophecy, the prophetic word. So is Jesus coming again in power and great glory. It is all necessary and sufficient for the redemption of those whom the Father has given Jesus, and those Jesus will not lose even one of those of those ones. Jesus will not lose even one of them. The path is narrow.
For narrow is the way that leads to life. Is it worth it? Is Jesus worthy as a lamb slain? And the question is, who will follow the Christ? Will we? Think about it. And whatever you're going through right now, know that God has a purpose in it. And his Holy Spirit is right there alongside as paraclete and comfort. God is moving mightily in our midst right now. The Holy Spirit is moving in an unprecedented way. Let's endeavor to keep in step and align ourselves with his plans and purposes. Let's stay on the path, on the road to glory. Amen. Father God, we come to you now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, whose we are and whom we serve. And we thank you, God. You did nothing. You you broke no laws. You are lawgiver, king, and judge. There was no iniquity found in you, Lord Jesus. Contrary to what is being preached today, you have no bent towards evil. You, Lord God, were tempted in all points, yet without sin. Yet you were sent by the Father to save. And you lived that life of a radical obedience. To the root, in your very heart, you are obedient and not rebellious. And Lord, you, right up to the very end, all the way through to glory. And so God, help us. Because we're all going through something right now at some level. And a lot of it depends on where we are on the road walking with you, Lord. Some things are very deep. And deep is a calling to deep. Others who are new believers can only handle a little. And that's how you have planned it. And you have a purpose for all of it. And we need to understand that. And we need to comfort people. Give them strength. Fortitude. Strengthen them. Because those who are farther along the path, Lord, know that it can get a lot harder. And you will be there with us, for us, in us, and working through us. And we give you the praise for it today. And we thank you. 
you are, you have a plan. There's a purpose to what you do. There's a path, the road to glory. And because you are faithful, O oh God, you also will do it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you please stand for the benediction. Hebrews thirteen twenty and 21. Now may the God of the peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.